Welcome to another episode of Primordial Threats. I'm one of your hosts, Hannah. I'm Anna, and we are here today with the Pot Thoughts episode. Oh, we sure are. And it's mm. so good that we forgot to do an intro. So this is the end of our are. session. <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoy this chat. Um, we invite you to light one up with us and share your pot thoughts in the comments below as we go through this Uh it's not very organized, guys. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's not, but it was a lot of fun and we do a lot of, uh, a lot of delineation actually. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's some good examples in there if you're curious on how to kind of interpret what your chart is saying. Yeah. It's like good... the unintentional purpose. Uh... <laughs> we made our way back. <laughs> yeah, we did. We but did. Um, thanks for listening as always. And we hope you like this one. Uh... Really, uh, no, they, man. The worst part of gym in my experience was every year we had to do the fucking mile. Oh, yeah. Every year I, I had that. to run a mile. Yeah, and I'm I not fast. Me, I'm not fast, and I can't fucking run. <laughs> I have a Taurus oh, moon, no. man. I'm made for lifting heavy shit and not yes, like, like short could... bursts of energy. My favorite was when I got to, I think it was 10th grade. You could start, well, they changed the curriculum. And starting in 10th grade, you could choose your gym class, whether you wanted to do team sports or individual sports. And I was like, cool. Individual. Like, fuck that. (laughs) I don't want to do football. I don't want to do soccer. I don't want to do basketball. I suck all of that. Give me the lifting. Give me the swimming. Like, we got to swim. Mm -hmm. We had a pool at the middle school that we could walk to. Okay. I loved swimming, though. The way. I have been in water since I was about six weeks old. Like my mom started taking me to the pool whenever I was like six weeks and she would like blow on my face to make me breathe in air. And then she would dump me under the water and then pull me back out. And so that's, yeah, like I knew how to swim underwater by the age of like four or something like that. It's pretty crazy, but um, yeah, sorry. No, that's great. No, I love that. We did the same thing. Like, so we were homeschooled. So my parents would always find us um, like sports or something to be involved with in the community. Yeah. Um, So we did in the summers, we would do like swimming, we would do swimming lessons. And then we'd do like uh, a couple of years, we did the swimming or one year we did the swim team um, and the diving team. I mean, I, and dude, let me tell you my life, like I'm also not coordinated, bro. (laughs) everything I did whenever they do with the awards at the end of the year I was always like most improved (laughs) so bad bro and I was like thanks thanks so much for just putting it out there like you suck but you know what you definitely improved a little bit So that was always just so encouraging. Why does most improve just feel like a Taurus signification too for some reason? Literally, yes. Like, yes, I will be most improved. Even though I'm not good at this, I will be passable by the end. (laughs) I refuse to do nothing. Oh my God. So yeah, I would do that. Um god being on the diving team was like one of the most terrifying and horrifying experiences <laughs> in my life because there was meets there was competitions like oh that'd be so scary i had to dive and then i would be judged and so i just went to those being like i'm not gonna see a number above a five today and that is fine that's okay like people ask me why i'm so resilient because i was six years old in the car and going to the fucking dive meet no i was closer to eight i was eight year old in the car being like i will get five so that'll be fine <laughs> eight-year-old oh my gosh and then also so I had this is all relevant I also had a like severe fear of clowns and characters oh yes same like I like I would run the other way I was the kid that followed all the rules but if there was a clown walking towards me gone (laughs) gone (laughs) I'm the type that you start saying the word and I get paranoid that there's one in the room with me and I'm like 
yeah just like okay like, I'm better with it all now but I remember like my mom asking me I was the same age like around seven eight years old um and she's like why what is it about them that scares them and I'm like you can't see their face you don't know who it is that was what scared me as a small child I was like I don't know who it is I can't trust it like it wasn't just like I knew that it wasn't Winnie the fucking Pooh. I'm like someone is in there, and I don't fucking <laughs> like it. I don't like it. It could be so someone else. When I was on, else. it is yeah. I and I don't know what their motives are. They could snap at any second. I'm like, why was I afraid of that? That's a really weird. No, it's have. not. So oh, it's actually okay. like a it's a biological thing where humans oh. are engineered to be afraid of things that look human but aren't. Which has terrifying implications for aliens and cryptids and stuff, because then it's kind of like, why do we have that instilled in us, right? Or, like, obviously there had to be some evolutionary thing. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Are you for real? Yes. That is (laughs) terrifying. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, that's why it is scary. And that makes me question why they ever had clowns as a funny thing. I'm like, Ugh. maybe like trying to reclaim it. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to reclaim it. this. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. So I'm just biologically correct is mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes, okay, that's what great. I took it as. I was like, OK, I am just acting out my biology properly. I'm happy with that. That's fine. <laughs> so when I was on the dive team, because it was like a com- it, like a municipality thing, when they had the summer parade, uh, I think it was like either 4th of July or Labor Day, like one of those fucking parades, um, the dive team and all of the like community teams got to be in the parade. Like, and so we had a float that we were going to be on. But the thing was, I knew that there was going to be characters walking by the float in the parade. So at eight years mm-hmm. old, I had to make the choice. I remember sitting at the kitchen table with both of my parents and they're telling me like, there's going to be characters there. So like, <laughs> you don't have to ride on the float if that makes you uncomfortable, which was really great of them. But then also I'm eight yeah. years old and they're like, you can sleep on it because I couldn't decide I'm laying in bed like <laughs> on one hand, I could be in the parade and that's really <laughs> awesome. And there's going to be candy. I'm going to be with all my friends. There's going to be characters there and anything could happen. <laughs> Let's delineate what astrology that would be out of your birth chart. <laughs> Let's go. I'm pulling up what it would have been. Okay, number one. So what perfection year would I have been in? Had to be eight years old. Uh, let me look. Eight Between eight and ten. So You'd been in seventh house? If it was... No, it's one For behind, eight, isn't it? So it would have been a ninth house year. Wait, if you were eight? It's a ninth house year. Oh, yeah. Because when you're if zero, you're eight, I was ta- I was telling Austin about this last night. I'm like, listen to me. Perfection years are a pain in my ass. <laughs> because when you're zero years old, you're in your first house perfection year. And then when yep. you're one, you're in your second house. And you'd think it'd be easy. But once you pass 11 years old, you're fucked. It's <laughs> too true. It, I'm always like, I need the wheel. I need Chris Brennan's wheel because I'm, I can't do that in my head. <laughs> It's me with the wheel. If it I'm will show up, it yeah. won't. Well, I have the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So ninth house. Okay, so that that checks out. Even tenth or eleventh house checks out as well. Um, because uh, if foreigners, was... foreign places. <laughs> yeah, because all of those are related to Saturn too. So from my mm-hmm. ninth house year is Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn. Tenth house year Aquarius, ruled by Saturn. Eleventh house year Pisces placement of Saturn so like I have mm-hmm. three any of those would have made sense um because I was definitely between eight and ten years old definitely and that was what was so frustrating too is like so anything that it was never like I did swimming my sister did gymnastics and so and so did dance no it was we're all doing swimming and diving we're all doing gymnastics we're all doing figure skating <laughs> so you would not only be competing with all the kids around you but then also your own siblings so my sister I was the oldest so you would expect (laughs) me to be the best right because oldest most no (laughs) no my younger sisters were always my sister and brother were always beating me out even when Ricky even when Ricky would like had no fear I was afraid as fuck of diving like I'm a tourist like (laughs) 
moon keep me on the ground no thank you but then abby and ricky are like the aquarius moon and the sag moon they're like yeah we'll fucking do it watch <laughs> i'm like god damn it oh my god so bad so then they'd be beating me out and i and like you know as a kid it's like that's okay why is hannah resilient because i was dealing with all of this at eight years old but i was like i refuse to let this crush me i'm gonna be good at something oh my god <laughs> and then i found choir as a good tourist moon should and here we are <laughs> just gotta find your niche you know what a great phrase anna i could I not have said it better <laughs> So I've never said that better in my head. I feel like the weirdest thing for me whenever I was a kid is I was like six. Okay. And I was hitting my mom with the existential questions of like, mom, how do we know we're not dreaming whenever we're awake? Like, how do we know that we woke (gasps) up? How do we know that life isn't just a simulation? Like I was saying this at six. When you were six? Get out. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, what a fucking saturnian existence i'm like the aquarius is so loud because it's just me when how old was your mom when she had you i think she was like 34 okay okay so she was older whenever she had me um so she was in an 11th house taurus year when she had me oh okay so she was 11th house taurus year when she had you and then you Mm -hmm. said this is when you were six yes oh interesting she would have been like a fifth sixth house here when you're asking her these fucking questions <laughs> and, and i was creative with her responses a, i was in like a seventh house year so i would have been exploring the themes of outside of self and like uh, what what was going on in the world you know yeah um, i love perfection years for kids <laughs> like that is so funny to like watch the growth through but it just makes me laugh because i I could tell like my mom was just like oh my god what is this child because my sister wasn't that way you know (laughs) she didn't ask those questions of my mom (laughs) and then I was just out here and I was also really on like okay well what is truth like I would ask that a lot too holy shit the Sag Mercury is like I need to know (laughs) I was like I need to have a definition ASAP (laughs) and then all of the stuff in the Bible, I would just be very literal with it, you know? Mm, yeah. Or it was all of the just mechanical questions of like, okay, well, like, so how do the souls travel? And why are there restrictions on certain souls being in there, but others not? And like, how do we distinguish Ooh. between life and soul? Because you say that these things. Wait, what do, you, what do you mean mechanical? These are not mechanical questions. When you said mechanical, I'm thinking questions like, so like, what do the babies eat? <laughs> Who feeds them? <laughs> Like, that's what my brain goes. Oh, my brain goes to, like, the physics of Earth. I don't know. I'm also very clouded by the fact that I am a scientist, so it is. Now you are, but, like, (laughs) as a kiddo, you were still asking shit like this? I don't think, okay, the last few questions, I don't think those were necessarily verbatim what I was asking. The first ones, yes, those are verbatim, but the last three where it got real deep. I was not asking that. Those are all fair questions, though. Yeah. (laughs) But it was more of, like, the idea where I think I actually asked, like, okay, well, why are dogs not allowed into heaven? And, like, why did they not have souls but we do? And I was never satisfied with the answers. They kind of sucked. No, they always (laughs) give you such, like, like, metaphors or, like, not a straight answer. I always remember being, like, 11 12 13 in church maybe a little bit older too and just being like why can't we raise our hands and ask questions because this doesn't make sense <laughs> like right why? I have a question also my other thing was like so when I tell so we were like religious religious like I would be in church and making notes on the guy's sermon and be like that's not correct because <laughs> the, the pastor would get something fucking wrong and I would know the bible well enough to be like that is not what it says but why would you no, it's somebody else. You're telling the story incorrectly right now. I would be so <laughs> mad. So shit like that would happen all the time. Like, cause I just memorize that shit. I love that that was a church activity, which would be a group and meeting of people coming to one place intentionally and you having an 11th house Saturn and you kind of like judging the, the group of yes! place that you were <laughs> intentionally at. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was all intentional. I was taking notes. I was yeah. taking fucking notes because that Mars opposing Saturn and Virgo was like, pay attention. <laughs> pay 
pay attention. Pay attention. There's something here. Damn. I feel like I was always daydreaming in church. I don't feel like I ever actually mm-hmm. paid attention. <laughs> that makes sense. I would find myself doing that. I really did try, though. Like, I was always just trying to understand. That's always been something. Like, I feel like that is so ninth house, like, Neptune, Uranus together. Mm-hmm. So just, like, wanting to, like, pierce through whatever the fuck it is and, like, figure it out. Yeah. Dude, Pluto is hitting all that shit for me right now. Pluto's... So I have this super fun thing where Uranus is at 28 degrees of Capricorn and then my son is at 27 degrees of Cancer. So mm-hmm. Pluto has just been like, <laughs> just like, like stationing on my sun degree, stationing on my Uranus degree. Like, okay, <laughs> like this is, this is good. This time it, it'll station at 26 instead of 27, you know, great. one degree off, one degree it's off. Still... It's all good. And you'll still feel it. Oh, I'm going to feel it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think we should say hello and welcome? Because I think at this point, we're adding an intro so much earlier. It already happened. We're going to re-record that. Okay. (laughs) And put it at the beginning as an explanation. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. At this point, it's all relevant. Yes. I I feel like we're too far in. We're way too far in. Thank you to future us who recorded this intro. Y'all rock. <laughs> Y'all are great. Oh my god. Yeah, no, there's been a lot is of this what the enclosure is. This is the benefic enclosure. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so today we have a nice uh the moon has just moved into a benefic enclosure, which means that it is um the closest aspects it's having right now are between uh, the two benefics, um, which mm-hmm. are Venus and Jupiter. So right now it is squaring, it's at like four degrees of cancer, um, going up about to be at five, um, squaring Jupiter at four degrees of Aries and then sextiling Venus. Um, it's still a bit away from Venus. Um, Venus is about like 16 degrees of Virgo, but I mean, it, I don't think it, from what I saw, I don't think it aspects any other planets until, um, that. So that's nice. And then the malefics are not touching it. So Saturn's chilling in Aquarius, mm-hmm. not aspecting Cancer. Um, and then Mars is in Gemini, not mm-hmm. aspecting Cancer. Which is so fun. And then it's in Cancer. So it's like home. Yeah. It's so nice. It's like this little respite within <gasps> all of the bullshit of September. Dude, September and I has think- been a shit show. I saw S.J. Anderson's tweet. I was looking at the name. I wrote it down so that I wouldn't forget who it was. <laughs> I saw S.J. Anderson's tweet earlier today, and they were talking about how it's this nice little nurturing energy. Yes, I saw that so, too. I feel like that's good. Yeah, especially right after that moon Mars, like we were talking about earlier. So like when when Mars ingressed into Gemini from Taurus, the moon was already in Gemini. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit further along. So Mars, we've had moon Mars in Gemini already, but they didn't aspect. They weren't conjunct. They were just co-present. Um, so the last three days, uh, which would be September, like I think it was 16th through 18th or maybe on the 15th, it, it, it ingressed into Gemini. But um, from there, we've it had our first like moon Mars conjunction in mm-hmm. Gemini. Um I don't even know when the last time we had a moon Mars conjunction in Gemini was. Let's take a look. <laughs> um, but I definitely think I felt that because I did a lot of fun things the last two days, but they were like 12 hour days and I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. It was just a lot to get through. Yeah. Just uh, so like, especially with the moon being your body and mars just being this constant thing constant insatiable desire is that a good way to put mars as like a constant insatiable desire no you're good (laughs) i was thinking um i don't know because sometimes like whenever i think of insatiability i always think of the north node Mm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also not a planet, so. No, go back. 
I guess for planetary stuff, I definitely think of Mars as desire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. Sorry, I just found the last Mars in Gemini. Oh, um, what was it? It was. Holy fucking shit. Uh, ingressed on March 4th of 2021. Um, and that's when the North Node was in Gemini, which is funny that we were just talking about the North Node because mm-hmm. all of the... It was while the sun was in Pisces, so the first moon, Mars, was pretty much conjunct the North Node, too. Wow. Interesting. Oh, dang. March 19th of 2021. I'm trying to think what significantly was happening around then. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's when I was unemployed because I quit my job at the end of January 2021. And then I'd like, bro, oh, that was the worst. I tried to get, I did get a job. And then there was a hiring freeze due to COVID. So then they were like, JK, you can't work here anymore. And I was like, oh, sucks. Oh, so that's terrifying. Sucks All of so the working bad. stuff getting so messed up during COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was that it was the Uranus Saturn square in Aquarius on the degree of my midheaven. Oh, shit. Right. I'm trying to think what was happening around then. I think Lane, so literal. Lane was buying my engagement ring around then. Oh, um, that's a second that? housey thing. Yeah, and I think um, he was starting to talk about quitting his daytime nine to five job around that With time. Saturn, what degree is his um, midheaven at? Let me see. Yeah, I do not. Remember. I remember. Who was it? Was it Rush, Lim- Rush Limbaugh that died on the Uranus-Saturn square? Was it? I'm pretty sure it was somebody like that. I don't remember. His MC is at 25 of oh, okay. Capricorn. But his oh, is in Capricorn because he's the weird. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm he like, doesn't have right. anything in Aquarius, but 25? it is his 10th house. I mean, yes. that's that was when Pluto was on his MC. Oh, yeah. Sorry, there were major changes happening. Yeah, major transformations uh, in the mm-hmm. career realm. That's right on my Neptune. That was, that's how, that's what was really interesting for me, too. Like, Saturn going through my ninth house was me deconstructing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I now feel Pluto's like... just been doing the wrap up on the Uranus and Neptune placements. Like, all right, we're going to shift this, sift this shit out like once and for all. Yeah. I've definitely been reckoning with like what I believe and everything since since Saturn ingressed into fucking Capricorn, man. Dude, that's such a good signification and like idea for that too. Because mm. I feel like Lane has really been kind of diving into like his morals and kind of like what is he willing to do and what is he willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. in relation to be able to get what career goals he wants, you know? Yeah. And like, what is he going to be uncompromising on? And like, what is it okay for him to have some wiggle room with, you know? Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I'm looking at the timing of Saturn go through Capricorn now. Oh, gosh. It was pretty much right after I quit my first job i quit teaching right after i started it mm-hmm. and then it ingressed into capricorn when i started my new journey of like finding what career path i actually want to go down um it was a really transformational time for me in austin's relationship um we learned a lot in there and then it looks like i went i went back to church i started going back to church a lot actually i i was like super involved in my church for a while really yep um right when it was opposing uh right when it was opposing my venus mercury conjunction that's really spot on yep and then that fucking um that saturn pluto conjunction that's when it started when I started like kind of peeling back the Mm -hmm. peeling back the I don't know the veneer (laughs) yeah that's so interesting I've never looked at that timing before so clearly when was Pluto at 14 and when was it at 17 of Capricorn yeah oh gosh let me see I look at what the dates were 
do you want Saturn or do you want Pluto? Oh crap. Actually, let's go with Saturn. Sorry. Okay. No, no worries. Um, let's see. 14. Did I already hit a retrograde? I don't know. I want to make sure I didn't miss any of the hits. No, it's stationed at 11. So stationed at 11, went back to like two. Oh, by the way, I'm using Astro Future for anyone who's curious. This is very high tech as we do it on our phones instead of. <laughs> oh yeah, we could, but I just like Astro Future because I pay for the, <laughs> the time travel thing. Oh, so nice. I can go back so far and I can just slide the date and I can see all of the movements, which I really, really that's like. That's nice. Uh, let's see here. It's like $5 of my life. Okay. Um, yeah. It looks like around Wednesday, the 23rd of January in 2019. So it would have been, yeah, the end of January 2019 is when it would have been at 14. Okay. And then the other one was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of February into the beginning of March 2019. Okay, I know what happened during that time, but I don't feel like it's something I can share with the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to no say. Worries. However, I will say, yeah, felt wait. that. <laughs> and then it's stationed back. Oh, wait, hold on. Did it go all the way back? It Yeah, dude. You got two more hits on those same degrees. Okay, what? I um around like the second week of july was okay. the 18 i'm sorry 17 okay second week of july and then i think it's stationed on 14 degrees in september damn does that hit yeah wow it's like a whole it went from it's like a story that started at the end of january and didn't get wrapped up until that end of september yeah Mm -hmm. and then was there any like finality that came like around thanksgiving would that have been because that would have been the last hit of 17 yeah that would have been the last hit of yeah yeah so um so elaine and i got back together the day after thanksgiving in 2019 Mm -hmm. wow that is I have chills, bro. That Dude, is. I'll, I'll tell you, you what the whole thing yeah. was if you want, but I just don't feel like it. No, no, no. That's it's totally too personal. Fine. But I mean, no, that's completely understandable. But it's wild that like the Saturn through your, like every yeah. hit of those retrogrades had significance. That's, I'm telling you, Saturn, y'all. Well, and I think also I, we should tell for the people Saturn is my chart ruler and yes. it was the 14 degrees is my son. And then the 17 was my, oh wait, 14 was my ascendant and 17 is my son. Yeah. So all of those things. Every time you got hit, something significant happened and it all mm-hmm. kind of tied together in one story. That is, yeah. that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's how you can track it. I feel like Saturn is a really good tracker. I mean, and that those were so significant for you because it was your first house. Yes, and it was like, and it did change your. That, oh my god! <laughs> it was like I would say that this was probably the sequence of events that made me grow up, which wow. is very like, hello Saturn. Wow. I was very like assuming stability, responsibility, and commitment, and like finally assessing commitment as a thing, and uh, like really dealing with was I ready for that? Yeah. Is it is it time for that? And that's just throughout that whole thing. That. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. that's pretty crazy. I had never put those events with it. <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> I have been doing that kind of with my, uh, so Saturn's now in Aquarius. It's transiting my 10th house. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's been a fucking journey, bro. Um, I have been marveling at Saturn's journey, like through my chart and like how, how loud the whole thing has really shaped like the overarching events of and like structure of my life. Yeah. When it when it was transiting my ninth house, like that was that was all I could like I was that was huge growing up, huge like perspective changes, huge like going back to church was huge. 
for yeah. me as a like in who I was as a person like and I really and I, I can see on those hits where it hit my v, opposed my Venus I really did have moments of like what do I actually want mm. what do I actually and I'm trying to think would have aspected my no it wouldn't have aspected my Jupiter um that feels like values too mm-hmm. like what did you value yes exactly exactly mm-hmm. so um and, oh god and then I guess it did apply to a trine with my Mars I wonder when that happened December of 2020 oh I was fully witchy by then <laughs> <laughs> I was like so far in oh my god whoa wait 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 I want to see if it was on it was on my Neptune when I tried LSD <laughs> That's amazing. Shut okay. Up. That's awesome. Shut up. Yo, that's amazing. And that was after it um had already dipped into uh, Aquarius a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it came back. I feel like I should track what it's been doing through my stellium, but I feel like I know what it's been doing through my stellium. <laughs> you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. No, you can definitely. Yeah. Like, I feel like the dates would just make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. And then you pair that up with zodiacal releasing, and you're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw up. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> all right, great. Man, it started with me looking at Mar- last time we had Mars Moon, and what a delicious turn it took, because this I is, love Saturn. Yeah. We've been talking we about how we want to do Saturn. We are. But just Damn. because, I mean, I'm about to have my Saturn return, so I'm like, I really gotta be simple for Saturn. Like, I don't got a <laughs> choice at this point. If I want to survive this shit, like... You gotta make friends. <laughs> I know. I was tweeting with Bad Pastor last night mm-hmm. um, about... Hold on, let me find the tweet, because she pointed it out, like, what March of 2023 is gonna look like, and I was like... <laughs> oh, is it all of the ingresses and stuff? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I saw that, and okay. I was like... I'm going to puke just because I know my zodiacal releasing for March, too. I need to, I want to look at it right now after I read this. Um, On March 7th, Saturn enters Pisces for the first time since 1994. So mm-hmm. thus beginning our Saturn, my Saturn return. Yep. On March 23rd, Pluto enters Aquarius for the first time since 1777. Yep. On my Venus. <laughs> my guy. For the first time since 17, I said this to Austin last night and he just looked at me like, it's a long time. And that year, and I was like, yeah, you know, one of the years of the revolutionary war and everything started. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, oh no. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, we're here. Um, And then on March 25th, Mars enters cancer after seven months in Gemini. Mm -hmm. So we get all of that. Like that is so many changes. Yep. Both the malefics moving into a water sign at the same time. Yep. And then I have my loosing of the bonds happens on the 27th. So that's got to be big. So what that's oh, ingressing yeah. into your, I have to look at a chart, into your third house and your sixth house. Inter- oh, ooh, interesting. And then the loosening of the bonds is in Sag, which is my 12th house with my Mercury. So. I don't think that actually sounds too bad, though. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds interesting to me. Hold on, I gotta see. I, I don't know what it's gonna be, but I don't know. I mean, third house and sixth house, that's like well, Mars Cancer Cancer's my seventh house, though. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking. No, no, you're bad, good. Yeah, it's been going through my sixth house, so. Gotcha, gotcha, Or it's gotcha. going to be going Oh, through. so it's going to be three and seven. Yeah, and which feels really relationship-y. Mm-hmm. Very concerned with the. community. Yeah. What's your around? daily life, your routines. Mm-hmm. Huh. The deep inner workings. Uh-huh. Is that a loosing of the bonds um, for uh, spirit or fortune? 
Let me look. Let me see. I have what. my handy dandy honeycomb. I do collective thing. I think it's in the other room. Oh well. I have pictures of it on my phone because oh, I leave God. it at work because I look mm. at it more at work, I think. That makes sense. <gasps> well, it I'll is be from peaking. Spirit. I'll be peeking on level three. Ooh. In Leo. Oh fuck me. Leo ones have been rough for me lately. But that's okay. What is what's in Leo doing in my chart? Well, Leo for me, Leo's ruled by my son in Cancer, so it's like I can't see it. I feel like everything to do with Leo has been about your dad though lately. It has. So mm-hmm. but see. I mean it's... that's kind of we're thinking of moving Faith in with us in the uh my little sister moving in with us um in January. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We'll That'd see. That'd be cool. Yeah. It is a L2 loosing of the bonds from spirit. Oh baby. So career. Hello. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You said three and seven. Mm-hmm. And then your Mercury is activated. Activated? activated. <laughs> Which rules my sixth house. Yeah. And then Pluto is going to be on my Venus that rules my 10th house. Feels very career. Feels very mm-hmm. career. Yeah. Interesting so. that Cancer is being activated. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> how are you thinking it's like this career it's me no (laughs) no it could be so many things it's pretty (laughs) i do go into l4 peak in my career on march 8th the day after saturn ingresses into pisces that's cool that's adorable um loosening the bonds later that month on l4 but i'm pretty but is this fortune or is this spirit no this is spirit yeah I'm just I've been really interested to see what that period does for like the past year Mm. so I'm just like I don't know I'm like wow have I built it up so much that it's just not going to do anything (laughs) whenever I get there and then I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed I don't know (laughs) I don't think so no I don't think so it could well who knows you never know how it's gonna freaking no I just forgot that I've been in an L three peak period since um june 15th in my fourth house oh well loosing of the bonds oh well and both of my i had two grandparents pass away which is fine but it's like that's very (laughs) that's very and and then i had saturn in the fourth house of my solar return Mm -hmm. so it's i kind of knew it was going to be a year focused on like ancestry and potential loss and um a lot of change familially yeah um okay yeah I actually had a thought about Saturn fourth house today Mm -hmm. okay so while I was in the shower I was just thinking about astrology like you do you you know and I was like man sometimes fourth house Saturns is it really that we have to take care of our family like that or is it because we appointed ourselves to do it because we think that we have to police everybody or nobody else will I it may depend on your experience I think with you having a Mars rule in Saturn <laughs> that is definitely yeah mm-hmm. yeah and having yeah. maybe a domicile Saturn may do the same thing mm-hmm. that kind of authoritative Saturn almost like yeah. I'll do it because nobody else can yeah because I was thinking oh. about that in relation to one of my examples for the delineation and I was like you know why am I always the person that's like yelling at my family you know for Dude, their yeah. mistakes what <laughs> and is then that I was like you know it could really just be that it is me and as an Aries Saturn I've just decided that it's my job to do it I think that is something I can definitely see in the Aries Saturn generation Mm -hmm. um because so many of you guys are just very um you are just like that you'll do it you'll just do anything (laughs) because you you have to do it like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do it because it's gonna get there is no other option there's not (laughs) another option we have to do it and I feel like like the Pisces Saturn generation that came before you mine is very much like but have you considered how hard it might be (laughs) (laughs) I don't know 
<laughs> not to say that we're incapable. I feel like the Pisces Saturns are just very much more like, we just got to feel our way through this, guys. Like, it's really important we all get in touch with our feelings before we move forward with this, okay? Like, oh, it's like the mutable water versus the cardinal fire. Like, oh my <laughs> God, okay. <laughs> Night and day. <laughs> like, hello, yin versus yang. You know what I mean? 100%. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, like last night... <laughs> We are Austin. I've been talking about Pisces for like so very long. There's just so many Pisces in our lives right now, um, that we <laughs> are having some conflicts with, and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's natural. Things like that happen. Um, our Pisces friends are getting a square from Mars right now, and that's rough. And that's I get tough. that. So it's it. They're going through a challenging time, and everybody had you know we're all here. We have to deal with it. Um, so he was just like you know going on one of his Pisces rants. <laughs> And I was like, Austin, you're an Aquarius rising. And he goes, fuck, I keep forgetting about that. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. He's like, but I'm a Scorpio sun and a Sag moon. Right? I'm like, fuck yeah, you are. Baby. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, I'm Aquarius Saturn. And I'm like, yeah, that means you're ruled by Saturn. And you know where your Saturn is? In Pisces. Mm-hmm. And he was like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And that's why it's like, for him, it's Pisces suns that challenge him. And like we were saying earlier, like, sun saturn sinistry is hard like it's that is really hard it's very much like the saturn person wants to like bring order and control to that area and mm-hmm. the, the sun just wants to express it it doesn't care about how it's organized it just wants to be yeah the only person i've ever met that has the sun saturn that i was fine with in sinistry wise is she has her son on her saturn on my saturn and so she's also uh-huh. a first house son but it's so then we have the angle uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that's very it nuanced. works yeah, yeah and exactly. it works out just fine we mm-hmm. were research partners and oh yeah that feels very sun saturn all Definitely. over the place relationships yes. so that's anyways cool. sorry yeah, no. keep going but generally no, it sucks <laughs> well and it sucks because the one person is focused on like so I feel like Saturn is this very like internal knowing and internal expression um Mm -hmm. because it doesn't need to express it it just needs to know it and then do the thing Mm -hmm. to get the thing done in that area um whereas the sun is like wants to externalize it it wants other people to see it and wants it to like be out there and known Mm -hmm. so where we've been coming into issues is like we go into an environment and we like know what the issue is and we want to just work with it and like be it but other people like the Pisces suns that we're experiencing are just like they want to just spread it out and talk about it in a way that is maybe not like constructive hello Mm -hmm. that's a very Saturn word (laughs) and we want to be constructive where they want to be more expressive which is ah yeah you know Mm -hmm. so where is the sun Saturn yep so that's been a very interesting thing to see and I'm just like you know like other people are experiencing these things that you that we just like have we want to be constructive and intuitive about they, mm-hmm. they want to just talk about it they want to be expressive about it like it's important that other people know how they're experiencing it whereas yeah. that's not important to us that's not a Saturn thing that's a Saturn yeah. thing so I thought it was a very interesting moment of like oh this is Sun Saturn in real life <laughs> yeah like this and- is, without me even thinking about it intentionally I was like oh fuck <laughs> when it's that expression versus obligation Mm. you know totally Mm -hmm. and that's a thing too because it's kind of like in a uh one of the environments we're having that conflict is in a professional environment Mm -hmm. so we very much want to be going in there constructively and like figuring out the plan and being very professional like work about it Mm -hmm. and the other folks are very our Pisces friends are very um emotionally invested and it's more of an expression thing for them so they're they're not really as invested in this like let's be let's do this in this way so it's like it's just been interesting very interesting and I astrology's definitely been helping me (laughs) navigate it (laughs) well I mean and one of those like it's hard to balance you know um and it's hard to see the other side of it yeah definitely and yeah and and sun and saturn like even the temperament like saturn is cold sun is warm Mm -hmm. like they're very very opposite um they both have a bit of dryness to it but like ooh, (laughs) saturn's like freezer burns dry though yeah Yeah, and the sun's just crispy and you're like oh it's not good not good not two good feelings together not so Nah, it can be supportive in 
And and that's what I think what I've been trying to do, of course, as the person who's the Saturn representative in this situation. Like I'm like, I want to find a way to like build a container for that expression and like make it so that that they it can be expressed, but in a way that serves the greater collective. Hello, Saturn in my <laughs> <eleventh> house. <laughs> like it's so funny astrology is so literal sometimes like if you let it if you really think Mm -hmm. about it and that's why I think it's so important to have like very basic delineations for planets like just understanding Mm -hmm. what their basic wants and um, actions are like what it is they do yeah on a very basic level so Mm -hmm. it's easy to apply and I think like the planets give the intention into Mm. the astrology you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like if you're looking at a transit or something what is that planet wanting what does it want to accomplish and how well can it accomplish that based on what sign it's in and then you think okay where is it accomplishing that that would be like the house house. yeah Mm -hmm. that's great yeah no exactly I love I can't remember if I got this from someone else, but it's been something that lives in my head for such a long time. But imagining the Zodiac as a neighborhood, like a circular neighborhood. Oh, yeah. When like Saturn is in Pisces, that's Jupiter's house. What does the house Mm -hmm. look like? What is it filled with? Like, what is the house built for? Like Pisces to me would like definitely have an indoor pool that's like filled with like creatures and like like, algae and other shit. And Saturn comes in here as like, what the fuck? Saturn's not like, supposed where? to have that inside is there a filtration system is there is it chlorinated can the animals breathe who's feeding them and it's yeah. like trying to like do order. That. and then if Jupiter came in it's like it's just a bullet with cannonball into it like yeah you know so it's funny I like thinking about it in a simple way like that I don't know it's I like to make a picture in my head to make it like illustrated mm-hmm. I think that's cute. And I, I like that example of thought. Austin uses that a little bit in his course. And he's kind Ooh. of like, you know, um, maybe maybe he's the one who said that. Like, maybe. I think I heard him on the astrology podcast say something like, like Saturn's in Jupiter's house when he's in. Yeah, I think that might have been Austin Kopek. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like uh, a planet owns two houses except for the sun and the moon. They just have one house. Right. And yeah. they're in charge of it. They're responsible. Um for it ultimately but there is another person basically being the tenant of it uh-huh. if you will Ooh, and like yeah. living in it you know and mm-hmm. so if they are in mutual reception with each other it's like they know each other's phone number and they can mm. call each other whenever they need help so it mitigates any of the inadequacies that they have if they're not in a house that they are comfy in it's not one of their home houses right mm-hmm. or like they're exalted or you know, their exalted yeah. house. Yeah, that they'll be able to get some mitigation from that because they can like call like, hey, this sprung a leak. What do I do to fix it? Mm-hmm. So interesting. And ooh, I like how that sounds. So that to me sounds like where the aspects are. Like, mm-hmm. like when you go into the neighborhood, when you look at a chart, like where are all of the tenants and the owners right now? Do yeah. they have access to each other? Who's having a hard time getting their landlord on the line? Mm-hmm. But then when you think about delineating those planets and those signs, that's when you can think about Mars as a character living in Gemini's house. Yeah. Does it have what it wants yeah. or what it needs to do its job? Yeah. That is so cool. Does it have its uniform? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And I'm imagining I like, oh man, I mean, I always loved house owners watching house hunters or like house hunters International and shit (laughs) I love interior decorating Um, let me tell you so then I'm just imagining what each of the planets houses would look like like the ones that have two like what would Capricorn house look versus Aquarius house and it's so I have I have so fun go I have thoughts okay so I feel like Capricorn's house would be this marble structure don't ask me how it would be marble on the outside but it would be I don't I don't know and then it would have like some golden gates or some shit you know like that level and like the perfectly trimmed hedges 
that just block everybody out where you can't see oh, in. Oh, yeah. And just yeah. impeccable architecture. Impeccable architecture. Impeccably done. Not a yes. stone out of place. And I feel like everything is earth tone. There is no color. It is no color. brown. It is like yes. brown and white. Brown, and white, black, black. And then natural minerals like yes. gold or silver, yes. or bronze. Mm-hmm. Like very natural yes. materials, but decadent af basically plants probably but like very like well manicured manicured plants Mm -hmm. oh yeah whereas aquarius would be like aquarius would be like futuristic like you say that but i actually feel like the victorian maximalism is the aquarius vibe okay and that's just mine personally Mm -hmm. if i you have venus in there so she's like (laughs) Mm. <laughs> she's like hello let's put every texture known to man in one yeah. room and I'm like Literally. great <laughs> great sounds good <laughs> I love that that's funny Virgo yeah. I'm thinking is a log cabin in a funny way you know what I mean just like the structure like it's perfectly <laughs> and there's like a garden it's a very functional dwelling very functional yes, very... I feel like it would have a rock garden though don't <gasps> ask me why but like a little zen rock garden yeah. I feel like that's very Virgo Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yes, and like Gemini would be very clean lines, very sleek, mm-hmm. very like the other side of Mercury. That's kind of like I feel like it would have like pops of like modern art and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it would be the one where it'd have installed wall bookshelves, where the ooh. walls would be bookshelves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh God, yeah. Whereas Virgo's bookshelves would be like like probably thrifted and like just really well-worn copies like gemini's would be very like yes very like modern angles everywhere i love that see this is i feel like this is such a fun way to delineate because then you get the character of the sign like planet and their duality Mm -hmm. so fun oh my god I also feel like Mercury would be the type that would have the coolest kitchen for some reason. Oh, yeah, all the gadgets? Yes, like everything. They would be the type where it would have the stove where the crystal is overlaid on top and it like heats through the top part. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I I feel like that would be very Mercury ruled. Yes. Kitchen. Oh, my God. Yeah. And all like, oh. Like the newest, like espresso machine and like grinding mm-hmm. their own beans. Oh yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Oh yeah, I love that. Mercury. Yeah, I would stay in Mercury's houses. Yeah, because sure. you gotta think like the mutability, right? It would be things mm-hmm. that would be so functional and just blended in where you wouldn't really notice. I feel like we'd have a lot of those things, mm-hmm. or like you know how people like hide their fridges with cabinet doors. That feels oh, mutable yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing because it's function. It's like yeah. It's like hidden functionality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's very, and Mercury is the trickster. So there'd probably be a lot of like, like you said, the bookshelves are the walls. Like, yeah. Things like that. That's so fun. And then, oh my God, like Libra would just be so (sighs) beautiful. I feel like for me, what comes to mind are those sandstone houses that are like that beigey color. And then they have all of those really perfect black windows. Like the, you know, what I'm talking about, I think and like so, yeah. a black roof and stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like something like that. For really Libra. lush garden. Mm-hmm. Like they have all the flowers. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe Taurus would be more flowery. I think Libra has someone has a gardener. Whereas that makes sense. Taurus is yes. the gardener. It's probably yes. more of a functional garden that has like food and flowers mm-hmm. and like this is where the honeybees go and then these are my beehives and like yeah, a very like lush outdoor space but a little bit more mm-hmm. like wild whereas Libra's is a lot more manicured it has that like Saturnian yes. it's like the would be in home and gardens type vibe yes yes yeah. exactly and like you fresh cut your flowers for bouquets every day exactly like, that kind of thing uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah 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 I feel like Taurus's would look a little bit more lived in there's a lot of soft yeah. textures I feel like a little bit more vintage. Everyone would like, yeah, vintage, thrifted. Mm -hmm. Everyone would like to like gather there. Like like the, like very cozy. Lots of soft surfaces, Mm -hmm. like lots of throw blankets. There's a fireplace wherever one can fit. (laughs) 
yeah oh my gosh and in the kitchen there's like a recipe book that is super well worn and like you know Mm -hmm. has ants like generations worth of recipes in there oh yeah but then they just have the random closet full of shit that costs a lot of money that you don't expect them to have and it's like (laughs) there's a lot of like luxury items that are just ingrained into the surrounding like decor Mm -hmm. area it's like but it doesn't seem luxury but you're like wait a second that's a fucking like what is this dude you're like oh you know (laughs) it opens up like my couch it opens up so I can hold all of my blankets (laughs) and the couch also extends into a chaise yeah like like you have one of those ridiculous like you know eight thousand dollar sectionals and it's like what (laughs) definitely the like everyone can fall asleep on their couch yes everyone do you see me surrounded by my both of my squishmallows right now like this is (laughs) I just love that for you I do too because I don't have a real couch right now so then whenever Aww. I sit on this, it's okay. I mean, I don't have space for it. So, and then this is better anyway, because then people can sleep on it. See? Functional. Functional. <laughs> Functional, but so comfy. Sometimes we sleep on this just because it's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I just put these on either side of me when I want to feel like I'm on a couch. <laughs> I love that for you. And they were gifts, which makes it even better. That's even better. Our couch is from the 1970s, and it is... It needs to be It needs to be, like, reholstered. <laughs> oh. It's like that old Chanel kind of, um, mm. Chanel, Chanel, whatever kind of fabric. And it's the one that has, like, the wood parts <gasps> Probably on so it. beautiful, though. <laughs> no. No? It's just old. <laughs> it's just old. That's so funny. <laughs> but it was free. So, you know what? We do not shit on free in this house. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah. And you know what? Eventually, I will get one of the big cloudy, puffy things. Yes, exactly. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. We were gifted. Um, well, he helped someone move. So then we got a big old chair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big leather chair with big things on either side. But, of course, my cat only likes to scratch leather things. Damn. He will not use any scratching posts. Just leather. That is why you need to get him Bougie a little ass cat. You could get him a little bit of leather hide and just like tie it up and let him have a little scratching post of leather. So what did I do? I covered it in a couch cover that's super soft and fuzzy that I have. So it's all Excellent. just like swathed and so now it's all such a cozy, soft little spot. <laughs> and now Ralph doesn't give a fuck about it. No, he doesn't. He likes to sleep on it as he Aww. should. Mm-hmm. Ralphie. Cats are ridiculous. Cats are Saturnian mm-hmm. and mercurial, I would argue. Yeah. Mishka finally started back to normal eating after I changed her litter back to the old one. <laughs> she was just <laughs> pissed off. She was just bad. Oh, my God. It was just protesting. Speaking of cats, thank you. I have to text Austin and tell him to get cat food on the way home. Because otherwise, I will be murdered by my cat. I gave him <laughs> a full can yesterday. He usually gets a half because he also has a lot of dry food. Um. But I gave him a full because I didn't know if we were going to be gone overnight or not. So I like was just trying to prepare. Asshole ate the whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. One day. And I'm going to have to feed you again today. Damn. I planned it perfectly. Um, so yeah, I feel like for today, that kind of wraps it up. We've talked a lot about just random transits and shit, but these are our pot thoughts. <laughs> we get together. We chat. They're not uh, supposed to be organized. It's just no. supposed to be entertaining but we were supposed to talk about delineation and how to delineate um we did that though we did we did do we delineation <laughs> we did we talked so. about a little neighborhood metaphor we'll have right. to do a more in-depth one on that because i feel like that could have a lot of richness for like yes. going into each sign and like what the oh planets gosh, would act yeah. like in each of those houses and that'd be fun watch out on our twitter for some pictures of the houses of yes. what we think each planet would have as a house because oh god yeah Gotta have I to just make a think that'd be cool. Pinterest board. Oh, Pinterest board when? <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Okay. We also still have to do the D and D campaign. I just about <gasps> yes. That. Let's actually. I'm gonna put this out there to the world. If you okay. are into astrology and you're into Dungeons and Dragons, follow mm-hmm. us. Send us a DM because we do want to do a D and D campaign that has like astrology shit in it. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm currently in my second campaign right now, which is super fun um 
we both have you've you played D. Mm-hmm. you've done like bard stuff and what others what do you typically I didn't play do, i didn't do a bard i did a ranger because i wanted a bear <laughs> because i wanted a bear <laughs> i've only done one campaign but i did a tiefling ranger and i had my oh, little yeah. bear and it was real cool <gasps> If you haven't made a tiefling ranger, you probably haven't actually played D&D because I've also That's made a I'm tiefling saying. ranger. <laughs> it's the intro, man. I haven't played her, but I, I did make her. That's um, amazing. Yeah, so we're definitely wanting to do that. We'll, we're If you're into that, get, send us a message and maybe we'll <laughs> start a Discord or something and uh, yeah, do that. But otherwise, um, thanks for listening and hanging yeah. out. I hope you uh, enjoyed along with us. <laughs> Let us know if you had any pop thoughts yourselves. Oh yeah. <laughs> I always love hearing people's pot thoughts. I do too. They're always so deep. Mm-hmm. Or not. And then they're just Or fun. not. <laughs> True. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.